Hey guys, it's Pastors Aaron and Terry Bagwell, and we wanted to say thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with a friend to keep others around you encouraged throughout the week. We hope you have a blessed day and enjoy the podcast. God bless you. All right, how's everybody doing? Hopefully, really awesome. This is really exciting stuff. Uh, when you go on a missions trip, they are watching, and you might have to do what you did there here. So be ready. <laughs> no, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I just uh, thank you to Pastor Aaron and Pastor Terry for just an amazing opportunity, number one, because uh, I really am excited for God moving in all of our lives, and um, it really is just an overwhelming honor to be up here, to have an opportunity again to... Um, to tell you what God's doing in my life. And um, I can't thank them enough. They've kicked me in the butt for 10 years straight. And here we go again. So let's see, it's worked so far. So we'll just keep believing in them that uh, they're prayed up and they're read up. And uh, we'll go with that, right? So thank you guys. Uh, that, as Terry mentioned, I am an uh, Expect Hope uh, uh, original gangster, OG, right? Like I, uh, I was there when, um, so it's hasn't always been Expect Hope. It's been Aaron Bagwell Ministries, right? And then, uh, so it's like 15 years, and then uh, for about the last 10 years plus, it's been Expect Hope Church. Oh, I'm sorry, Expect Hope Ministries, and now the church with it. And um, I was there. I was lit on fire, and here I am today. It's uh, really exciting stuff as far as um, what uh, Expect Hope has done in the last 10 years in my life. And hopefully I can give you a little window to that, especially, like Terry said, uh, more so than ever, these last six months um, have really, really been just life-changing. Uh, the word is transforming, really. Um, it's just, it's hard to put into words, but we're going to try. That's what we're going to do right now. Um, God gave me a word, and I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, so I know, uh, Tim, if you, did you get our graphic up there? We're, uh, we're talking about being transformed by surrender, um, kind of doesn't seem like the two go together, right? Like, but uh, um, by giving it all up, so to speak, by surrendering, putting your hands up, and giving up control, uh, the Lord will transform your life. And um, I'll give you guys some stories about that. I know Terry already prayed, but uh, I'd like to pray again, just because we really want the Holy Spirit involved on this, you know? So if you'll bow your heads with me, Lord, we just thank you for all that you do again in all of our lives. We thank you for this church. We thank you for our pastors, Pastor Aaron and Pastor Terry, and just how you've anointed them and just how big servants they are, Lord. They're just such good servants, and it trickles on down to us, and it's very, very noticeable, and we just thank you for that. Um, we thank you for the word, Holy Spirit, just move. Um, let it be your words and your thoughts that are happening here, and just uh, pour, pour me out, fill me up with you, and uh, let everybody's ears be receptive to your word. And uh, let it hit their hearts and let everybody leave here different than they came in. Uh, again, we just thank you. We love you. Give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So transformed by surrender, guys. This is, this is hard stuff. There's nothing easy about this. Uh, surrender is hard. Um, and it's, uh, it's not about comfort. Uh, if we go to my first point, it's uh, surrender isn't about comfort. Um, when I learned about this, it was probably... a I was already a Christian for a good five years, but uh, that's how long some things, you you know, if you're fighting it, it can take a long time for the Lord to really get you with it. But um, So surrender is not about your comfort. 
Uh, we'll go to a scripture. It's uh, Matthew 9, 16, 17. 9, 16, 17. There we go. So this is, a, I would imagine, a really well-known scripture. I've heard it many times, um, but I don't think I really understood it literally until like two weeks ago when we got back from um, Mexico. It just, because with the transforming that's happening in my life, it just finally hit me what needs to happen. And so in the scripture, the scripture goes, no one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do men pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. So I don't know how I didn't get it before, but what this is speaking of is what has to happen, what God needs you to do in order for him to do what he wants to do with your life. Again, what he wants, not what we want. Um, and that's not comfortable, ever. Uh, it's just that's the way it works. We get wrapped up in this world, and we're told about, you know, especially nowadays, geez, you know, how important it is that you're comfortable. Whatever you're doing, just make sure that if it's bothering you at all, then that's probably not for you or somebody's, you know, I, I want to be careful. I'll say the wrong things here real quick, but... Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, um, it's a lot about feelings, guys, and that's comfortable when your feelings aren't being hurt, right, or when your feelings are being catered. Well, God's not going to do that, okay? That's not what we're here to do. We're here to do God's will, and in order to do that, he needs us to become a new wineskin so he can pour into us what he has for our lives, and why that was such a revelation for me over the last couple of weeks, I'm not sure, but... I'm hoping that you can kind of understand that and use that in your life. I have a, um, a time when, uh, like I was getting ready to say, it was about five years ago, uh, I was in a church in Aurora, um, and, you know, worship, I don't know about you guys, but it's, especially as a beginning Christian, and I think we're non-denominational, I don't keep track of all these things, but <laughs> definitely Pentecostal roots, okay? And so when you walk into that, and you're now saved, you know, you're trying to figure out what this whole worship thing is, and, (laughs) you know, um, you're raising your hands, okay, am I supposed to do, what am I, what's the right time for this, you know, there's all these things that are actually kind of confusing, and then you got people in tongues and falling out on the ground, and that's intense, Uh, coming from the world, you're like, well, I don't know if I'm all cracked up for this, like, this is, this is a whole new world, and, um, but, you know, you get, those walls fall down, and that's what worship's about. And um, but you you get to I got to a point I should say that uh, we were worshiping, and we had a really good worship leader, a piano guy. Um, I think his name was Bobby. Doesn't matter. Um, and he liked to really bring it down. He said, you know, and no instruments all of a sudden, and it was just him on the piano, just real slow chords. And then he'd stop singing, and he would, you know. Give you guys and I was like, no absolutely not this is not I'm you know checking my wallet my phone what this is not what I signed up for you are you're here you do your job I, I'm in the seat I did all that I needed to do today and um so oh man that really hit me and was making me angry and it was week after week after week and he kept doing it and it got worse you know and then almost like he's putting the microphone in my face and 
So I, it got to a point to where I stopped coming to worship. I was like, uh, that's not for me. I'm not doing this. So I would purposely come 20 minutes late. You know, catch the last song, you know, whatever. I, like Terry said, we've all got excuses. I'm a professional excuse maker, or at least I was. And um, so there was, um, there was a moment where, I can't remember, I want to say it was Gerardo, but somebody, you know, was talking to me, and I finally felt led to tell somebody about what was happening. And they said, well, you know, well, why don't you just not sing? And I was like, well, you know, and it's like, well, all right, bud, you know, whatever you want to do, but I think you're missing the point. The point is to come in here and get rid of you and get into God and get into the Holy Spirit and let the Spirit move in your life. And, yeah, it's not going to be comfortable all the time, okay? So surrender is not about your comfort. It's about letting go of you and letting God, um, letting the Spirit, especially with the worship, take over and get rid of the weak. So when you can lay down those walls and you really do get into the spirit with worship, all of a sudden, like I was, I was telling Michaela, where are you at? Michaela, we were both like, oh man, I'm kind of out of it. Like when you really get in the spirit, it'll knock you out. You kind of lose your energy all of a sudden. I'm like, now I got to go talk to everybody? I don't know how I'm going to do this. But so those walls need to come down. And that was that, was that story. I hope you, you know that that works for you because... That was, that was one of the few things that was life-changing for me. And um, as we get to our next point here, um, what do we got here, Tim? It's, Surrender is about, isn't about my desires. Now, this one's good because everybody can enjoy that. Like, we all know it says in the Bible many times that we're evil and we want evil desires. And the world convinces you that those desires aren't evil. That's good. You know, get as much as you can. As much as you can. The devil wants to give it to you. But... Um, I'm sure a lot of us can agree. Um, I don't know about you, but when I was first saved, I was church bud, and then I was not at church bud, right? It was very easy to come in, give it to the Lord, and then come out and, you know, driving down the highway, and then whew, right out the window was everything that happened along with my hand, you know, giving somebody the bird because they're going too slow in the left lane. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one. Sorry. Hopefully... Uh, God's working on me. Y'all are saved, so I appreciate that. Praise God for, for that one. But, uh, you know, it happens quick. It happens really quick. Um, that, that, the, the full surrender that you have to get to to, to not have that happen in your life, it's, a, it's an actual uh, commitment that you have to make, that God's asking you to make consciously that you want to stop that stuff. And you have to pray about it. You have to ask God to move in your life for that. Because um, I know, again, I'm bringing up these stories because I want, to, I want you guys to see the transformation, you know, from the start. Um, I'm not a new Christian, you know, although I act like one sometimes. And, but that's, that's why we're all here together, to get it out, right? But um, so Expect Hope uh, was formed. And, well, it was the name change was made. And I don't want to get in trouble with Pastor Aaron. And we went on the first trip, my first trip to Albania, the first trip as Expect Hope. And even with, you know, um, you know, all these things, you know, that I'm telling you, I was on fire. I was saying yes to anything and everything. I don't care what it is. What do you want me to do? Clean the toilet. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'm in. Oh, this is awesome. I got all the zeal in the world for God. And we go to Albania. And then uh, uh, I've told the story before, if you were here, you know, the Lord uh, uh, 
gave me the opportunity to help somebody be saved. I don't even know how to say this stuff, you know, like, and I didn't have an interpreter, just prayed over him. The kid's crying. I'm crying. Just a little guy like that tall, giving his life to Jesus, you know, like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'll never be the same again, you know, like, well, my life is forever changed until I get home and you get back in the world. And, um, you know, I then felt led to go to worship, right? I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to sing worship. You know, I had a moment in the car, I had Blink-182 going, I hadn't smoked in like six months, so maybe I'm sounding good, you know, like I can actually keep a note, and so I'm going to do this, you know, and tell Aaron and Terry, and they're like, yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're never going to tell you no, <laughs> uh, unless you really can't sing, so I must have been, you know, okay at least, um, no, I'm kidding, they'll take you, anybody that's willing, uh, that's the whole point of all this, um, and I went to some practices, and this, that, the other, and then I'm coming early, you know, I'm really getting fired up, this is good, and, you know, I can't remember who asked me, Aaron or Terry, Pastor Aaron or Terry, and, hey, come on up, you know, let's get you, you know, let's start getting you in on this, you know, it was just, it wasn't even a service, this was just rehearsal, and instantly, I was like, nope, goodbye, like, I was like, no, no, I'm good, and then I just had to leave, and then I may have stayed for church, but I was done. That was it. I was, I, <laughs> I'm surprised it came back to church again. Cause then there was like an embarrassment level there too, where I'm like, yeah, I'll do anything you want. And except for that. And, um, well, I bring all this up because the whole point was I was doing everything under my own power. So when I was saved, if you're coming from the world, I, I was even convinced that I had to be, you know, perfect when I walked into church. I'm like, okay, I got to stop drinking, I got to stop smoking, I got to do this, I got to do that, and then I'm good enough to come into church, right? Which is, the Bible says it's the complete opposite. This is a hospital for people to come get healed, okay? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And um, so while I was on my own power, it really worked for a while, didn't it? And God still even used me. Even though I wasn't on my own, you know, I wasn't leaning into God. I didn't even know what that was at the time. And, um, and then once it really got hard, I was gone. That was it. I had no foundation, you know. And I got, I got a really good scripture for that that I found. Um, to me, it's uh, 1 Corinthians 3.10 through 15. You want to find in your Bible. But uh, this was, you know, uh, this, it just spoke to my heart as far as, like, what we're building you know, and what we're, again, what we're founding our beliefs on. And it says, by the, grace, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds. For no one can lay my, any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. If anyone... If any man builds on his foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, his work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. And I think I was going to go on more there, but I, I just want to stop there because that's that's what we that's what I was able to witness. You know that God gave me right there was. All that meant nothing that I was building by myself, right? Even though I had the zeal for God, everything was seemingly in the right place. God is always going to find a way to get you where he needs you to go. He didn't need me to be doing things under my own power. 
he needed me leaning into him. So the second things got hard, that was it. I was out. I was moving on. Um, surrender is hard, right? That's what we're finding out. And But the transformation that's happening here, as you can see, like, okay, I learned that. Um, surrender isn't about me, is really what we're getting into, right? It's not about me. It's about me releasing me, right? But you... It, doing that is uh, is difficult, um, you know, with worship, right? A lot of times we get into, you know, why do we lift our hands, right? Well, it's a universal sign of surrender, right? Um, so right from the get, God wants you to surrender just like you're giving up, right? Giving up. Uh, the Bible says, cry, you know, in uh, the Old Testament, oh, I love the Old Testament, I wish you guys would... Hopefully you're there or you'll get there with us. I say us because I know Terry, I can feel her. She's excited back there that I'm mentioning it. Um, the Old Testament's all about the Jews failing constantly, right? And I mean, I'm summing it up a little hardcore there, but... Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so the, uh, but it, it, it's, it's really good because... Um, what they're doing, what God is letting them do is go out and, fit, and, and fail, so to speak. But what they're doing is they're finding themselves in sin. And then what he does is he waits until they cry out. That's the words again and again and again is it's cry out to God. As soon as they cry out, he comes in and he saves them, you know. And we can apply that to our lives, you know, when you get yourself into trouble, when you start to cry out to God and sometimes get more intense than others, you know. Um, when I... It was about February, you know, um, the true surrender moment happened for me, where I had enough, you know. Everything I've tried, I tried to, to be a Christian and be in the world and be in the Christian and be in the world together. I can do this, you know, it's fine. I see other people doing it. That's what being a Christian is, and it's not. It's not that at all. It came down to, you know, where I could just tell that the road that I was on was going to lead to death. Doesn't mean I was going to die the next day, but there was nothing good. There was no fruit out of anything I was doing. And I had to make that choice, you know. And I was in the garage. I was down on my knees, just crying, you know, and screaming to God, what do you want? You know, what do you want from me? That's what he wanted. Right in that moment, that's exactly what he wanted was me to give up finally. Like, yes, son, are you done? Are you ready to come in? Because I'm right here. He was right there at that moment and said, yes, son, thank you. This is what I wanted the whole time, you know? And it doesn't matter the time. You know, I've, I've talked to you guys before about the timing. God's timing is perfect. I know it's easy for me to look back and be hard on myself as far as what, as far as what I've missed. But God still used all of that to bring me here in this moment right now. I'm up here talking to you guys, you know? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sorry, I love that word. I've been trying not because I just, I told Aaron I wouldn't just get up here and scream hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. Oh, I love it. Like, let's, victory over it all, you know, let's go. Um, so earlier in my life in Mexico, uh, to go on with surrender isn't about me, you know. We grow up again in this world and the world is perverted and distorted and it wants to convince you that what you want, you know, whatever it is, it's about you, you, you. It's about me, me, me. Um, I actually have a friend here. We went on a trip. It was a senior trip to Mexico. So that was the last time that I was in Mexico before this, you know, two or three weeks ago. And um, I, <laughs> I was so bummed. I went to my storage unit last night. 
I had, I had kept this cup, right? It's this little shot glass. And we paid $10 to go in this bar, and it was unlimited tequila shots, okay? And so I kept that as, you know, that was important to me. And I thought about it. I'm like, what kind of life was I living that that was a memory that I wanted to keep to go in and make a, you know, well, I don't have to get into details, but to go be a, pay money, go be a clown, and then I'm memorializing that, you know, as it's just pretty wild to think about, you know, that that's where I was, you know. And then, then we get to talk, you know, about, um, you know, this year, this Mexico trip. Really, You've got to go on a missions trip. Terry, you're right. I let him off the hook last week. No, even if you just do it one time, go one time so you can, you can feel that level of the spirit and... You can be every trip. It's the same thing. I actually went back and I watched our testimonies from Albania, and we all said the same thing. <laughs> like, it's just a different setting. Our lives were changed. God was moving, and but it was even more. And then it's more, and it snowballs, and it gets better. And it, but it's different. And the people are the same, but they're different, and they're all amazing, you know. And they all show us how to be humbled, because all these people don't have the lives that we have. You know, good, bad, or the other, because maybe sometimes that helps uh, not seeing the things that we chase here. But um, in this trip, I got to go to a town called Puga uh, with my friends, uh, Bennett and Nikita. This is our second time to go on an adventure together. And um, so we got to uh, represent Expect Hope in Puga. And you guys were so awesome. I got to give. Ben and Nikita hand. They were their prayer and Nikita's exhortation was so amazing. Um, they, you know, it's just so fun to see everybody moving in the spirit. I know it's a broken record, but it really is fun. And I even joked because then I got to preach after that. I even joked that we're good, we're done. Let's just go right back into prayer because that's all we needed to hear. But um, you know, didn't really want to do anything like that. I mean, that's what your flesh tells you, you know, like. It, Aaron and Terry are like, no, yeah, you just go and go pray. <laughs> you got it, you know? It's going to be fine. And it's like, okay, I'll just say yes, because that's what I told them. I told them six months ago when I had that moment, I was like, I just want to do whatever you guys want me to do. I got back to that moment, but now I have a foundation of God, right? So, um, you know, Lord gave me an awesome word, and everybody's very receptive, but the biggest key about what happened down there on why I won't ever be different again and where the the you know, climax of the transformation, you know, from the surrender um, happened was, um, you know, went right into prayer, uh, or I'm sorry, went right into an altar call. And, you know, heads heads down, eyes closed, you know, does anybody want to give their life to Jesus? And uh, the Holy Spirit, thank God, thank you, Jesus, um, moved in earlier, uh, they had all the kids outside, Okay, and it's hard to just, I'll just tell you, the kids were outside of the, the sanctuary, and um, normally you wouldn't really try to direct the pastors on how to <laughs> operate their service, but I was just like, hey, can the kids be in here, you know, and they're like, well, they normally do their thing outside, and it's like, well, you know, whatever you guys think, you know, and so by the time I uh, finished with the word, I look up, and, you know, altar call, you got a whole back row of kids, man, and these are like 9, 10, 11-year-old kids just the future of this city, uh, you know, half their hands are raised up, giving their lives to Jesus, man. And, um, yeah, praise God. 
And, uh, and then, uh, you know, asked if anybody wanted to recommit their lives to Christ. And another, like, ten hands went up, you know. Half this room of people gave that day, you know, and then we prayed on them, and these little girls came up and had like four little girls that were um, just bawling. I mean, everybody's just crying. It's like just a hot mess. I'm already, I don't need much reason to cry. I got a, a very sensitive heart, and uh, but so uh, they're bawling and praying on them. We're hugging, and you know, in that moment, I said, I, I, I want to do this the rest of my life. Like, if I could have every day filled with this, I'm set. And then, I mean, that was just the final confirmation on what God's desires for my life and what the desires of my heart are, and they align. And how you get there, that's part of the journey, you know? And um, I just give glory to God uh, for, for all he's done this year. And, you know, that all started with surrender. It all started with that moment of saying, I'm not good enough. And I, what I have and what I'm going to do is never going to work. And it's hard. There's just, there's no way to sugarcoat that, you know, because that's just not the way that we're, you know, that, that's just not the environment that we, that we live in. Now, granted, you could grow up in a church and maybe you avoid some of those pitfalls, but um, I did not. And um, I'm still here, praise God, right? He still gets you where he wants you. Um, but, you know, in that moment, you know, there's, um, there's always kind of like something that you never really tell anybody, right? It's kind of like a secret sin. And for me, there, there, there was a secret sin holding me back, you know? Um, and it, uh, I'd, I'd been smoking for like 30 years, you know, at the time. And that was part of that surrender. I just, it just was, I'd had enough. I tried so many times. I'd quit for this amount of time, that amount of time, you know. And I can tell you that I'm almost eight months now of smoke-free, right, and everything free. It's just amazing, and that's all glory to God, you know. Praise God. He's answered that prayer. He answered that moment. And I can tell you it's so different than any of the other times that I did on my power quitting because I I just feel it. Like, I can't wait for a year. I can't wait for two years. I can't wait to smash that in the devil's face. You know, that he can't have me, you know, and that's what God, that's what he, that's what God does. He claims you, you're an adopted son and daughter to his house and he's going to take care of us like a son and daughter. So, you know, what, what I would ask is, you know, what, what are you, what, what, what are you dealing with in your life? You know, whether, wherever you're at in your journey, whether you're, you're, you've given your life to Christ or, you know, you're a, you're a, I don't know, a, an OG, right? You've been in Christ for 30, 40 years. You know, what is it What is it that you haven't given up? What is it that God's working you on that maybe you're denying? What do you need to surrender to today? And Nikita, if you could come up, that'd be really awesome because maybe today's your moment, you know, that you need to surrender and uh, give that one thing to God. You don't have to tell me, you know, what it is. You know what it is. You know what it is in your heart. Or maybe, you know, you're not dealing with the secret sin. Maybe you're just dealing with, where am I at, God? What do you want for me? What do you have for me in my life? And, uh, you know, I just encourage you to use this time um, to maybe give that surrender to God, to give that secret sin to God. And, you know, let him do the same thing for me, or the same thing for you that he's done for me in such a short time. I mean, we're talking about, you know, less than eight months 
I went from dodging what God had for me to being up here talking to you guys, glorifying God for what he's doing. Hallelujah. You know, amen. So if you guys will stand, if you hit the lights, you just want to give everybody an opportunity to go ahead and release, surrender, you know, whatever, whatever might be on your heart or whatever you're dealing with. It might even just be something small this week that you want to surrender to God, you know. So with every uh, head bowed and every eye closed, it's just if you feel like, you know, if you've never given your heart to Jesus, uh, this is your time. You know, if you're here, you're here for a reason. Um, go ahead and give me an opportunity to put your hand in the air and just say, let me see that you're ready to move forward with your life. Oh, no, the microphone's going to get me. <laughs> That's all right. You can't stop us, devil. And, you know, also within that, you know, if anybody has, you know, um, a recommitment that they want to make to Jesus and to the Lord, you know, I think what I found for me was the recommitment was just as special as the moment that Christ saved my life. So with every head bowed and every eye um, I closed, you know, if you want to raise your hand and recommit yourself to God, we're just all going to give it to God. I am too. So we'll go into prayer. Lord Jesus, if you want to say it with me, guys, so we can all be in unison as a church. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I have fallen short of your ways, Lord. But thank you, Lord, that you've given us your one and only son that died on the cross to save us from our sins. Lord, that's the truth. I believe it, and I receive it. And we just give you all the praise and glory, God, and thank you. <laughs> In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hey, thank you so much for watching today, and I pray the message was a blessing to your life. If you want to stay up to date with all things Expect Hope, subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on social media. You know, we can't do what we do without you. And if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry, please go to expecthopechurch.com. You know, it's impossible to meet all the needs without so many faithful supporters just like you. Thank you for your consideration. And if you're ever in the Denver area, we invite you to come join us for a service on Sunday morning. God bless you. Thank you guys for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow to stay up to date in everything we're doing at Expect Hope. We hope this podcast encouraged you and that it will help you through any trials you may be going through. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed rest of your week.